Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Leading Worship Podcast. I'm here with Andy Chrisman. What's up, Andy? Hey, Nick. How are you? Man, I'm great. I'm great. Happy summer to you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Hot in Tulsa today. It is hot in Tulsa. Um, Tell us a little bit before we even dive into our content um, about what happens on Sunday mornings all across radio stations, uh, Christian radio stations, and and, so, and what so you do. I'm so glad you asked. Yeah, I'm so glad <laughs> you asked. I have a radio show called Worship with Andy Chrisman, and we are in our 17th year, which is blowing my mind. Wow. Um, and so I have a producer friend in, in uh, Louisiana that helps me put the show together every, every week, and we have uh, guest artists on, uh, and everybody from Carrie Job, Cody Carnes, uh, Chris Tomlin, Matt Redmond, um, uh, David Leonard, and uh, songwriters and, and artists from all over the all over the world that are guests on the show. And then I play two hours of modern worship. So we're on 430 stations around the world, um, probably about five million listeners per weekend. So <clears throat> if you want to know more about it, if you you know uh, check out to see if there's a station close to you that you can pick up on Saturday nights or Sunday mornings. And you can just go to andychrisman.net for that. And we also have a ton of online stations that you can listen to. But it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you and you ever turn on Christian radio on a Sunday morning, because it's happened to me before where I'll just be driving into church and I'll be like, oh, it's Andy. And because there'll, be worship, there'll be worship music playing. And I'll be like, yeah, I love this song. It's kind of weird that they're playing this song because it's typically not on regular radio rotation. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I, I'll hear your voice and I'll be like, oh, yeah, like the show's on. And so um, it's really, really cool, actually, that, you know, because just just to be able to have modern worship and really be exposed to a lot of new music that's coming out and hear the heart behind it. So love what you're doing there. And um, thank you. Yeah. If, if you're listening, this is essentially just a, a podcast that that exists to kind of resource worship leaders and worship pastors. Uh, we want to help resource and equip you to get better and to have mm-hmm. conversations and and just to be thinking about your leadership, how you can lead your people and teams better how can how you can be leading into the future and also like we we lead uh not just for the moment but we're that we lead move the, the movement of the local church the That's local right. church the local church is always advancing it's always moving and we have to be aware as worship leaders and pastors that we are at we're taking ground every sunday in the spirit realm not just in the spirit realm but we're leading people along with us. And, and it's just an honor and a privilege to be able to, to hopefully encourage um, worship pastors wherever you are. And today's topic is how well do you know your team? Hmm, really good question. How, how um, well do you know? Yeah. So uh, I will tell you this, man, I came into the worship world uh, from Christian music. I was in Christian music for over 20 years and felt like God pulling me into the church, which was my original calling as a, as a worship leader. And the first thing I had to learn to do was build teams. You know, you can't just, you know, you're going to go to, into a church, you've got to build a team around you. You've got to build a team of musicians and vocalists. And, um, that can be, that can be the first, excuse me, the real hurdle that you face as a worship pastor is I've got to, I've got to have people around me to help me do what I do. So, you know, you have two options. You can build community or you can pay a bunch of people to come in and, and surround you. And, uh, you know, those are both difficult roads to travel and both have their, 
their um their you know their ups and downs but you know what i learned over 17 years no more than that in two different churches over 20 years of being a worship pastor was that uh we accomplish more and we grow the church in a healthier way when we build teams with relational equity and and uh we start to build community and culture rather than just trying to put on a a really great sounding weekend every week yeah no that that's a hundred percent true and i've also found the same to be true um because singing and playing and executing if you're being good at it is one thing uh but it's way different right than building a team Mm -hmm. it's way different than uh it's a different energy like I can, I, we can, cre- we could sit here and create set lists all day and transition yeah. to talk about all of that on our own. That's the easy part. That's actually the easy part. Yeah. <laughs> That's the easy part. Yeah. Uh, we can do that, but it is a lot harder and, and messier to, to do the hard work of getting to know your team. So when we say yeah. getting to know your team, um, who they are, but not just who they are. So you, you obviously want to be able to know who they are, what they do, what their current life situation is. But even beyond that, like what battles are they facing? Yeah. And, and thinking and thinking through, man, how do I how can I pray for them? How can I be praying for you? One thing that I've learned doing it long enough is that there are life transitions that are constantly happening with everybody. I know like at any moment there could be like, hey, we're moving our kids are going here. My mom and dad are doing this. I'm transitioning jobs. Like there's always a life transition happening somewhere. There's always something that needs prayer. And um, if you're going to lead in ministry, you got to know how to pray for people. You got to know how to um, find out what it is that is burdening your team. What does your team yeah. have a burden? It's really hard, I find, to burden your team to champion a vision when you don't know what burdens them. So I want them to carry the vision of the church before I put that vision and place that vision in front of them. Should I not understand what it is that they're currently carrying before I add a a new vision onto their plate? Um, yeah, it's, it's almost like you got to feed, feed people before they can even hear your message or hear anything else. So it's, 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 Jesus modeled this for us. Um, but how do we, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about like what, like just get super practical. Like you have a new person come onto your team. Like, what does that first kind of interaction look like? Or how do you help? How do you develop that relationship? Yeah. So, you know, one thing that I've always uh, I've always tried to do is before I let any person on the team, obviously you're going to, you're going to check out their skill set, right? You're bringing a person on the team that can either sing or play an instrument. I mean, that's, that's bottom line, but you're also bringing in a personality and an individual that has a life of their own and is coming to church because this is what, this is part of their life. It's, it's part of their spiritual journey. And they're literally joining your family. You have to look at your worship team as a family. And I don't, you know, uh, Nick, you, you don't have any kids that have gotten married yet, but yet. Um, I've had to welcome in, I, I not had to, I've, I've had the privilege of welcoming in a son-in-law and a daughter-in-law. <clears throat> and I love them dearly, but it's also a tra- little bit of a transition because this is a completely different personality coming into our family. 
So I'm going to be looking uh, for, you know, personality traits and how they work with others and, and, you know, maybe what uh, some of the things that they're going through, I want to know their story. And if I'm going to invite somebody in my family, I want to know who they are and what they're going through. I want to know what their journey has been. I want to know what their testimony is. I want to know, I want to know what they want to get out of this. So uh, when I first came to church on the move 17 years ago, I inherited about a hundred musicians and singers that were on the roster wow. at the time. <clears throat> and I had to lead them as their mm-hmm. worship pastor. I had to lead them and I didn't know any of them. Like it was kind of crazy. You know, I, I'm sure others that are listening to this podcast have been through that situation and it began to get those first few weekends were good, but they were also tough because there was the communication was was difficult. So what I decided to do over the next three or four months was have an individual uh, meeting with every person on that team. And it did take me three to four months to sit down for 30 minutes, 45 minutes with every person on my team and just get to know them, you know, yeah. and and you know what? it helped me to tell me to understand where everybody was from what yeah. where they were going what they wanted to get out of worship what it meant for them to play their instrument at our church or sing at our church to um you know getting into their families and their rhythms of life and then it was i was able to lead them a lot better instead of just giving them charts and saying right. you know i'll see you at the i'll see you you know we'll we'll high five at the end of the service it was i understand what people were going through when they picked up a microphone or picked up their yeah. instrument. So that was the first step, was just getting to know the people. And a lot of worship pastors that I work with, you'd be surprised how many people don't really know the people that serve with them. They don't yeah. they don't know their rhythms of life. They don't know what they're going through. They don't know what they're, they're, what's going on in their families. And I would just say, man, before you do anything else, push pause on building right. your team and just get to know the people that you have. And uh, that that takes you to a deeper place when you get on stage together. You can make great music. That's the easy yeah. part. The, the hard part is everybody being on the same page, being for, uh, you know, everybody knowing what the next person next to them is going through. And then that's really what a family becomes. I love it. I love that relational, that relational approach. Um, one of the things that I try to do when I meet with team is – like you're not just wanting to hear from that. You do want to give them an opportunity to share, but they're also wanting to, to hear you share because you're trying to build mutual trust. Right. And so um, one of the things that I, I'm always asking myself is, am I like, how can I be vulnerable with my team or real? I guess real. Am I being real with my team or do I do they feel like I've got a mask up? Yeah. Leaders have, have to put their mask down first if you're really going to lead. Yeah, it's hard to do you have to put your mask down first for other people to put their mask down. Right. I always say people walk around with a gun and a mask. And so the first thing that you have to do is say, I'm going to put my gun down because I don't want to shoot you. And the second thing is I'm going to put my mask down and show you who I really am. Wow, that's good. And, and if leaders can do that, um, I think that that is kind of the, uh, the beginning parts of having a, a great worship team. And here's why, because if I know the battles that my drummer is going through and I pick a particular song, um, never lost a battle, <laughs> never lost, right? Ele- Elevation Church. It, that song will, will hit differently. He's going to play, he or she is going to play it differently, understanding what it is they're in the middle of. Because you can't help but bring your emotions yeah. to 
table. You can't help but bring your emotions to the platform. Mm -hmm. Or if, you know, we're going to sing a song about heaven and somebody just recently is walking through the loss of a loved one. It's going to, there's going to be some emotions at play there. Is that the right song? Should they sing that song? Yeah. I know they can, but should they? Yeah. When you, when you know your team well, and you, and you understand who they are, what they're walking through their life situation, it's, it's going to help your team be great. And there may be instances where they actually should be singing that right now. They should be leaning into that right now they should be harnessing that emotion right now because the church needs to hear that worship song in that season that they're walking through because that's going to break something in other people in the room and help them as well um and it's your job as a leader to understand that and and to to walk through that yeah Uh, you know i think you and i would agree and everybody listening would agree that that a really good drummer is rare and very valuable a great bass player is rare and valuable. A great guitar player is rare and valuable. A great soloist is rare and valuable. And we can tend to lean on those people a lot and say, you got to be here every week and push them to be here and to give up commitments that they might've had other places. When you, if you don't know who they are and what they're going through, you can push people not only right off your team, but right out of the church. You can ride them so hard with, with, with commitment you know, and you should be using your gift for the Lord every weekend, but it's <laughs> under, but on the, you know, underneath, it's really just because we got to get something done and we've got to get yeah. something on stage. And I, I've seen this happen. You know, we, I've, I've made this mistake several times where I've been insensitive to someone's life position and they're going through things at home and they've got a, they've got a spouse going, you can't play every weekend, but they need wow. me. Or they, they're, you know, they're they're not able to do things with their kids that they want to do because they need me at church, and so if you don't know your people, I mean, you can really damage, you can really damage um, that relationship and even their relationship with the church because you're their connection to the church many times. So understanding their family situation, their dynamic, how much time they have to give, what their stress level is, man, we got to be so careful that we value our relationship with our musicians over what kind of skill they bring to the table. And like being real about capacity is a real thing. Cause there's some people be like, I love worship. Schedule me as much as you want. Yes. They don't, they don't really mean that. No, you have to protect (laughs) them from themselves. I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, this is on you and me 50% on me, 50% on you that I'm going to schedule you, but Mm -hmm. it's your, it's, it, it, it's your, uh, burden to say yes or no and right. don't say yes if you can't say yes and feel good about it also right. i'm going to try and look at my schedule and see how many times i've scheduled you and 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 maybe even force you to take a break to say no right. you need to you need to just relax don't serve the next two weekends we'll find somebody else so that's on me but it's also yeah. on you to click no right. on that planning center invitation right to say no i'm not available i can't do it and stand firm with that so you know that's uh that's something that we can that we really have to have some synergy with our teams with yeah understanding like capability is one thing capacity is another yeah capacity is another you can be so capable but only have capacity to be like man i can only do once a month and a lot of it has to do with season of life stuff and you only know those things if you're in relationship and communication I know you've probably dealt um, and, and worked with a lot of young moms. I know we mm-hmm. do too. Um, so like young moms on a worship team, they have a baby and then it's like, all right, 
two or three months. I think I'm ready to start serving again. And you just kind of like, ah, okay, let's try it and see what it's like, if it's possible. Um, and, and I love it. I love having that conversation, but it's different every time. Yeah, it is. And different, the, the capacity is different. It also depends on, you know, is it your first child or second or third or fourth or, you know, like, mm-hmm. like what else is happening in your life and, yeah. and kind of understanding. Here's what I do know, though, coming back to, to lead just us being leaders and connecting with them. Um, people are going to connect more with your battle scars than they will your trophy case. Hmm. They're going to connect more with you when you're able to lead from a place of, and I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not about gossip. I'm not talking about gossip. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying if you're able to say and be real with them, like these are my struggles, these are the things, like I'll, I'll be vulnerable for just a moment and say what you were talking about. I did, I did ministry bivocational for four years. So I had a full-time job and then I would put on a worship cape and go, uh, you know, run practices and rehearsals and we had, like five services a week, you know, there's midweek and youth and Saturday night, and Sunday morning. It was just a lot going on. Yeah. And during that season, I had two people on our team um, actually walk through divorce. Mm. And, and I, I'm not Jesus. So I know that I probably couldn't have prevented it, but I do know that I could have been more present and, and in walking um, those team members through that and being there and maybe minister, I, I didn't, I just didn't have the capacity as a leader to minister to them through that yeah. season. Um, and also just ask the hard, the hard questions, like, yeah. like what could we have done? And they were serving through that whole, t- that whole time, you know? And so it really shaped my leadership, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, about, Listen, it's like, a burden. It's a burden, man. It is, you have to accept that burden of shepherding people and not just musicians and music. And that is, that's a, that's a difficult task to take on. And if you're not up for that, you may not be up for being a worship pastor. You may be a worship leader, but are you a worship pastor? Do you love these people more than the gift that they're bringing you? And, uh, yeah, I've walked through that too, man. Just like, what more could I have done? Could I have had more conversations with people? Could I have spotted something quicker? And the fact right. is, man, we get we get in that machine of of every weekend, man, that weekend comes around with shocking regularity and, <laughs> and we just get buried sometimes yeah. that, you know, where the pressure gets put on us for big events. And and I, you, you've just got to find as a worship pastor, you've got to find out how you're going to love people more than mm-hmm. than getting them scheduled for the weekend. And that way wow. I mean, you can walk with people and help people before tragedy happens. Yeah. Man, that's so good. I, to me, worship leading is something that is is like from the platform moving out. Yeah. Worship pastoring, pastoring is who's around me, who's on my team, who's in the army, who are we linked arms with, and who are we moving forward with? Yeah. And and um and what my my heart, my desire, I think yours too is, man, can we transition people from just being great worship leaders, which there's nothing wrong with, but also to think about, man, how can we get in and be doing relationship more because the the reality is I want everybody on my team to love Jesus more and to love the church more every year. That's my goal. Yeah. Is help them follow Jesus better. Right. The goal isn't a, isn't how many services we played. The goal isn't uh, did we write an, and record an album this year? The goal isn't how many conferences did we do? The goal is at the end of the year, can I say that 
I am more in love with Jesus, mm-hmm. more in love with the local church, more in love with doing the community the way that we are, and that we are getting better at following Jesus. Yeah. And if you can, if you can move your people from the mindset of the sweet transitions and the awesome solos and the cool lights to, man, we're all about growing in community. I want to know what my team is walking through. I want to, because if I know what they're walking through, it can actually help me craft a, a worship experience that I believe is going to benefit and bless and exhort and encourage the church. And yeah. Yeah. So let, let's think about, let's think about the end game here, right? Do you want to stand before God and hear him say, cool music, bro? Yeah. You guys, you guys put on some great services or do you want to hear him say, Hey, thanks for shepherding the people that I put under you. Thanks for bringing more people closer to Jesus. What do you want to hear? I mean, I know, um, yeah, I do want to hear God say, Hey, you did well with your gift, but the reward will be how many people did you bring along with you? Yeah, that is so good. Um, as we kind of wrap up, um, on this one, I want to just kind of maybe give three, three tips on my end and then I'll throw it over to you, Andy, to close us out, um, of just maybe some things to think about in your leadership. Number one, check on your prayer routine. And what I mean by that is not your personal prayer routine. When do you pray with your team? What does that prayer look like and feel like? Is it a bless the food kind of prayer <laughs> or is it, is it like deeper than that? Um, so prayer, prayer is the first. The secondly is check your conversations. Like what, how are you connecting with your team, um, outside of the transactional? Hey, we're going to, we're changing the key of the song. Um, how are you connecting beyond whatever it is that happens on Sunday? Do you know what's happening there? So prayer connection. And then the last thing I'll mention is check your inspiration. In other words, how are you inspiring your team? Uh, could be a scripture. It could be a thought, a worship thought. I have this thread, um, that of just, I, I just say worship thought colon and then whatever it is. And so an example would be like, if the gospel is good news, why are we not smiling more? That's a worship thought, right? So every, every week or every few days, I'll, I'll throw a worship thought out to our team. Um, just something for them to meditate on. And I think it's okay to steal stuff from other great worship leaders and worship pastors. Like, but the, 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 what's needed is f- go feed your people. Right. So like you can steal great recipes, but ultimately you're the one doing the cooking and the, yeah. and the delivery. Yeah. Um, but prayer connection and inspiration. That's Andy? great. I'm not going to try to, to top that. Cause that was great. Um, uh, I would just say, know the condition of your flock. Like know them, know them beyond how well they can play and how much better they need to get on their instrument or on their vocal, know them. And then if you know them, you know where they're hurting, you know where they're suffering, you know what their capacity is to serve. And you, you begin to have a deeper relationship with the people that you serve with. And that deeper relationship is, is a difference maker on stage. When you can worship yeah. with people who you know intimately and are involved with in in uh, in praying for and knowing what they're walking through, man, it just makes it makes you a better leader, but it also makes the worship that you present every weekend so much deeper. Yeah, that's so good. I love that word, a deeper worship experience. What we're encouraging worship leaders to do is to 
live enriched lives and create enriched experiences that are deeper than just what we experience in the moment. And when we have that understanding that we are people with souls that are walking through hard things, that are dealing with trauma, that are dealing with victories, that are dealing with battles, um, there's so much complexity to every single person that's a part of your team. Get in tune with that. Get in tune with that and invest that time there just as much as you invest your time in Ableton <laughs> and, planning, and planning center and everything that's else. Right. Both are important, right? So we're not saying forsake excellence, uh, but what we are saying is that people matter and get to know your team. We hope that this has been encouraging to you. We'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, you can send us a DM um, at Hello Yellow Box on Instagram if you have any feedback. Um, my my um, Instagram handle is at Nick Ajamudi and Andy, yours I believe is at Andy Chrisman. Yep. So, so you can send us messages, questions. Uh, if you have any, we'd love to hear um, and help you walk through getting better as a worship leader, worship pastors. Thank you again for listening. We'll talk soon.